Welcome to the Business in Vancouver podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Manning LA Accountants and Business Advisors. Uh, my co-host, Haley Wooden, is not in today. For those who may not recall, I'm Tyler Orton, but I do have next best thing. It's second best. Second best thing. I like to bring in Patrick Blennerhassett, my colleague here at Business in Vancouver. Patrick, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. So why don't we talk a little bit about what you've been uh, working on here? You've got a story that I always am intrigued by. I, I'm a Surrey guy. I yeah. grew up in Surrey. It says that on my birth certificate. <laughs> so I, I, I'll admit it. But tell me what's going on in Surrey right now when we're talking about LRT, light rail. Yeah. So this has sort of been, oh man, I don't even know how far we want to go back with light rail and sort of rapid transit in Surrey. Um, it goes all the way back to like the early 2000s, kind of starts with Diane Watts. And when she came in in 2005, um, she wanted to redo Surrey and revamp Surrey and turn Surrey into like an actual city. And uh, I think she accomplished her goal, but she sort of cast a very long shadow. Yeah. And when she, one of the things that she campaigned on was having rapid transit in Surrey and having a SkyTrain extension line and having Surrey connected all the way to downtown Vancouver. And here we are, what is it, almost 2018 and nothing has sort of broken ground in Surrey and they're still kind of, I guess, Coming back up to the present, you could say right now they are waiting on the new uh, green NDP government to decide on the best technology for uh, light or light rapid transit in Surrey. So, we, so. we've got the political will at this point. It's yeah. just a matter of you know crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making sure we know how to pursue it as an actual thing. Yeah, and the really interesting thing that's going on right now is that you have, uh, so the city of Surrey, um, Diane Watson, her sort of, uh, not predecessor, but uh, what's the word after predecessor? Sorry, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, follower, successor? Follower, successor, successor. yes. Yeah. So Linda Hepner, who replaced Watts because Watts handpicked her, they decided on LRT and they like LRT and they've gone as so far as to use some of the money from the federal government to draw up plans. Um, the idea is to have two separate lines, about 27 kilometers, uh, 19 stations. One of them runs all the way down to Newton. The other one goes all the way down the Fraser Highway. Um, it's at grade rail. So it's sort of kind of like Portland. I don't know if you've ever been to Portland. I have. Fairly similar yep. to there. Um, but there is sort of this sort of nagging uh, faction that keeps touting a SkyTrain extension. Right. I, we've actually chatted with those uh, yeah. folks before here at Business in Vancouver. Is the pushback against that just cost involved? Because I've heard that group say, you know, what, it would be about a comparable cost. Yeah, no. And I think okay. <laughs> I think the idea is that they've they've done estimates now and they think that the sky tra extending the SkyTrain line all the way down to Langley would probably be an extra billion dollars. Just an extra just, billion. Just a drop yeah, okay. in the bucket. So, uh, yes, money is probably the deciding factor. But there's, a, there's some other factors as well that I think makes this an actual legitimate issue is that um, Langley's council has gone on record. I talked to Nathan Pachal. He's one of the counselors there. And he's very sort of transportation savvy. He's a younger guy. And he said that they've gone on record saying that they want SkyTrain extension. I mean, they don't necessarily benefit as much from something like light rail because when you really think about it, light rail is designed to move people around Surrey, whereas a SkyTrain line running all the way down to Langley 
would be amazing because you could then theoretically live in Langley, hop on the SkyTrain, work in downtown Vancouver. Yeah, like the difference is, you know, SkyTrain is rapid transit. It's getting yeah. you from, you know, the the real deep suburbs, presumably into the city within a much faster time. Whereas if it's just LRT, that's going to be slow going just to get to the SkyTrain station, yeah. which could then move you rapidly. Yeah, and and so that's the the whole debate is is whether or not um, you know buck up the money and and pay for the SkyTrain. So the the other interesting thing now is that the actual decision looks like it's going to fall to the provincial government, the Ministry of Transportation. So when you say the actual decision, are we talking about the technology? Technology. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So Surrey has obviously made it abundantly clear that they want LRT, um, but. I don't know. Like, the, I think the liberals were sort of resigned to sort of say, okay, let's, you want LRT, let's go with it. Um, but I don't know. I don't think anybody's got a read on what the NDP are going to do and, and whether or not they have to bring the Green Coalition into this. But I, part of me would just say, like, the extra billion dollars might just be the determining factor right there. So, yeah, I, I would say it, yeah. it could always sway the arguments yeah. either way. Overall, what do you think? Is the appetite in Surrey for LRT versus rapid transit? We we see the difference between say Langley yeah. and and Surrey. I I just wonder if they've been hedging their bets on LRT for what fifteen years yeah. nearly at this point. I, I I wonder if that's kind of almost a given. Here's the thing with LRT in Surrey is that basically all it does is, like I said before, it moves people around Surrey. Yeah. So if you live in Newton and you work in downtown Surrey, LRT is amazing for you. But if you live in Newton and work anywhere else um, other than, say, downtown Surrey, this LRT is going to be an annoyance for you because this is this is at grade rails. So this is right on the street. Yeah. And the other interesting thing is that um, a lot of like Portland and in Montreal, a lot of the light rail has uh, underground portions. And I'm not totally sure that I was talking to Tom Gill, who's been sitting in for Hepner on the mayor's council. And he said that the there was potential for uh, construction for underground, but it would probably only be around 104th Avenue where it's really, really busy. But if, as you know, if you ever drive around Surrey um, anytime during the day or business hours, it's a mess. And yes. we're going to throw in, uh, you know, light rail into that equation, two tracks and then the construction on top of that. So the, the argument could be, though, is they figure they can get more cars off the road if they're investing in light rail. Yeah. So that might ease congestion. But then other people might say, well, look, traffic's even better. I'm just going to keep driving. So there, there's maybe a push and pull there. I don't yeah. know. I heard a really interesting analogy about how, you know, light rail is not incredibly different than having buses and yeah. having rapid buses like, you know the Broadway uh, 99B line in Vancouver. Um, these things create traffic as much as they disperse traffic, I'd say. So I don't know, you know, I, to, my personal opinion, what I would say, you know, it's funny, you go down to Surrey and the SkyTrain line just ends there. It just looks like they stopped building yeah. it. Hey, eh? um, Why not just run that all the way out to Langley and then also maybe down the line build some light rail or something like that? I don't know. Tom Gill actually said an interesting thing about he said that what will probably happen in the future is that uh, Surrey will have both. So, but I I just wonder, maybe I'm being too forward thinking here, forward as in looking to the year 2035. (laughs) 
was speaking to one Salim Ismail. He's kind of a futurist, a serial entrepreneur, a very smart guy, a Canadian author as well. And he was saying, by the time you get all these autonomous vehicles on the roads, people, he said, my, my five-year-old son is probably never going to get a driver's license. He's probably never yeah. going to own a car because you have these driverless vehicles that, you know, they don't get into car accidents. They can essentially tailgate each other because they are communicating with each other. The congestion that we see on roads nowadays, it will essentially disappear. And I wonder if that's kind of solving the LRT problem with regards to traffic. Yeah, interesting point. And I would say that maybe, I don't know if this is the right term, but there might be an element of entrapment because when Watts first pitched LRT, it was like 2005. And if you built LRT in Surrey in 2005, that probably would have saved that community a lot of headaches. But we're coming up on 2018. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have moved out to Surrey and they're living out there and they're working out there. Surrey has a downtown core that's trying to build headquarters. I mean, things are changing really, really fast. And we're still working on a campaign promise from basically, you know, 12 years ago. So. Yeah, you might be right. By the time they actually break ground and get this thing built, we might be all on hover cars anyway. So. I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Patrick, tell us a little bit, uh, Surrey Development Corp. Uh, what's going on over there? You are, we're also writing about them this week. Yeah. So I, I got an interview with Michael Heaney, and he's the first, or he's the new sort of a president and CEO of the City of Surrey's Development Corporation. So interesting body. Um, they are arm's length from government. They answer to an independent board, but they're basically a real estate facilitator. There's really nothing similar to them elsewhere in the province, is there? Yeah. Uh, I, I looked around. Squamish has a waterfront development corporation that they're using to build out their waterfront. Uh, the city of Calgary had a development corporation or they still have it and they used it to build out some kind of more derelict land behind city hall and it's i don't know it's a really interesting thing because the obvious argument is that government should not have play a role in private sector development it should be a bureaucratic uh you know arm's length and all this stuff and here you have a development corporation which is basically helping facilitate private uh, buys, private sales. They're buying land to uh, be landowners and then sell it off to private corporations. Um, and the, the development corporation has been sending back $4.5 million for the past five years to the city. So uh, I don't know. I don't know where to fall on this. I, I, I don't want to say that it's a good thing or a bad thing, but... What I will say is that it's been a successful thing because it was launched in 2007, which is another one of Diane Watts's sort of massive strategies was build Surrey. And the result of the development corporation is that you've got a city hall in downtown Surrey. Uh, you've got city center with SFU, which is amazing. And now you're, now you're going to have three civic plaza, which is going to be the third tallest building in the lower mainland. So and they've also bought... And th this is all in that central core that yeah. we see. If you're on the highway, you, you, over the last 10 years, you've seen more and more towers springing up yeah. uh, over on the Surrey side of uh, the Fraser River. Yeah, and I talked to Michael Heaney, and he said if you had left three Civic Plaza to the private development world, they would have not put a hotel in there. Okay. They would have just built condos. So that sort of goes to show how possibly it could have a positive effect. So now you're going to have a... So we're, we're pushing policy with, I guess, 
development? Is that sustainable policy? Okay. I think the idea is that the development corporation is supposed to say, we don't totally answer the bottom line. We answer to sustainable development, to mixed use, to residential, to having a hotel. Because if you think about Surrey, if the developers had their way, they would just sprout up towers for the next 50 years, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you would have a density issue. So if you have a development corporation, I think what they're saying is that, look, we can say part of this can be residential, but Kwantlen comes in and Kwantlen gets part of this and we get a hotel as well. So that could be the positive side of it there, but I, I don't know. I, I it's Part of it still seems a bit odd to me, so... Yeah, I well, in that we, we don't have too many other comparable examples from around the other province. And I know some people have been thinking, like, why is the government, and I know you said it's an arm's length you know, organization, yeah. but why is the government involved with private development, essentially? It, yeah. it does raise some questions, so I, I understand where people are coming from in that regard. Patrick? Always great chatting with you. I want to thank you for joining us on the podcast this week. Thanks for having me. That is Business in Vancouver reporter Patrick Blenner-Hassett. And this podcast was brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Manning Elliott has been providing expert accounting, assurance, business advisory, tax, and valuation services to businesses in the lower mainland of Fraser Valley since 1952. If you're serious about taking your business and brand to the next level, if you want an accounting firm that'll be there to help you every step of the way, give Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors a call at 604-714-3600. That's 604-714-3600. Or else check them out on their website at manningelliott.ca. So if you want to find more on Facebook or on Twitter, Go to at BIV News. That's on Twitter. Just search for us in Business in Vancouver on Facebook. You can also find my stories at BIV.com. Patrick, we can find your stories in the print edition as well as BIV.com. Am I correct? Yeah, that's where I am. You, you're not a big Twitter guy, are you, though? I am social media void. I'm okay. One of, the, one of the few. I don't have any. Yeah, so. And that's conscious decision on your part. Is it kind of? Kind of, yeah. Kind of, okay. <laughs> but anyways, you can find me. I'm at Reporton. That's R-E-P-O-R-T-O-N. Until next time, I want to thank you all for listening.